0: Monster Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibby.
1: And I'm Ethan Sareski, and that's why enough lickle youth have up some fat matic with an extra magazine in out of back
0: pocket. Wow. Are you having a stroke? Yes. Okay. Next, you know what? Uh, Health-wise,
1: I'm not far away. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, I, I hope that uh, you get out in front of that, brother. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, so, Ethan, before we even get to the premise of today's show... Before I have before a stroke. We, <laughs> before we get to you uh, losing complete control of your face <laughs> and possibly your bowels, I have got for you some late-breaking cryptid news. That's right, it's time for A Cryptid Affair! (laughs) This one comes to us from ABC4WOAY W-O-A-Y Uh, Anstead's cryptid crawl was a blast. The town of Anstead had a scavenger hunt focusing on some mythical creatures from West Virginia. It's called the Cryptid Crawl. It's called the Cryptid Crawl.
1: I got gotcha. you.
0: Now, do you get it?
1: Uh, apparently not.
0: Uh, the goal was to find all nine medallions throughout town featuring different cryptids, including Mothman. Of course. You got to have the Mothman. That's you probably got to have the Flatwoods Monster up there. That's true. Yeah, uh, You got a punch card down a town hall, and each medallion had a hole puncher you could mark your card with. Once you returned your card, you were entered into a drawing with three cash prizes. You know what would be really funny? What would that be?
1: If while they were doing this game, one of them actually found a cryptid and it killed them.
0: (laughs) Yes, that would be a great plot for a slasher slash monster movie.
1: Oh, that'd be great. I like that.
0: Yeah, the the, the cryptid killer. Uh, (laughs) Everyone started talking about Mothman, and we thought, I wonder if we could build on this, said Municipal Clerk Patricia Breeden. So we researched different cryptids, and we actually had help from the middle school students at Midland Trail. They helped us do informational posters that's on the back of each medallion, and it tells the history of each cryptid. Folks could do it with their families and friends, Breeden said at the time. It's a great time with the weather being so beautiful, and the holidays coming up, a lot of people are coming into town," the municipal clerk said. "So we're hoping It's really going to draw people to Anstead. So there you go. If you were in Anstead, you could have gone on the corrupted Crawl. It was quote a blast. <laughs> Is the Goat Man from West Virginia? I think so. That that's a less fun one. That's not as no. He's nice he's a, as he's a rapist,
1: thing. as I remember. Yeah.
0: Yes, that was definitely a big part of that episode for, uh, unfortunately. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was unfortunate, but I mean, that'd be funny to see the kids get their whole punch for it.
0: Oof, I don't want to see anybody getting their hole-punched by the goat, man. Ethan, why don't you tell everybody the premise of the show? Well,
1: like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Friday Hour, one of us, Shibble this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, demon, or cryptid of some sort. And the other one of us, me, Ethan, has done uh, not so much. I've (laughs) just kind of quietly been anticipating the fun. I'm going to be acting as the audience surrogate, and together, you and I, audience, will find out what is the...
0: Gasha Dokuro.
1: The Gasha do- gacha Dokuro.
0: Gasha Dokuro from Japan. Ah. The Kanto region, if I remember correctly.
1: Sounded Irish to me.
0: Oh, well, it, it, well, based on... Let's go with that instinct. When you're closing your eyes and you're thinking, gasha dokuro, what is your instinct? What do you think Leprechaun. Leprechaun. All right. I can tell you right off the bat, it is not Warwick Davis's Leprechaun. Oh, no, that was
1: a mini stroke. That wasn't a guess. I I, I don't even recall saying anything.
0: Oh, you said Leprechaun twice.
1: Oh, God, that's a bad one.
0: Yeah, Leprechaun 2 was not the best in the series.
1: <laughs> no, that, that would was be Leprechaun Back to the in Space. Oh, well, we have differing opinions. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I going.
1: I do have uh kind of a vision in my mind's eye. Um the gacha Dokoro is a dirty Japanese uncle who does the I got your nose thing but mm. with your big meaty dokoro. Like I, I got your dokoro. I got I got your dokoro. <laughs> Got i it. found a quarter i found a quarter in your doker.
0: okay it could be indeed a perverse uncle from japan what would his name
1: be uncle what
0: uh probably uncle uh uncle john
1: <laughs> couldn't lure you in i i do have another image coming to mind may i take another guess yes give me give me the tube Yes, Gacha dokoro Uh I I think that is the deep south backyard wrestler Georgia Chad Okoro. Uh he smashes through tables and gets hit with barbed wire wrapped chairs. He's encrypted. Uh very popular. He shortens his name to GA Chad Okoro or Gacha dokoro
0: Ah, okay. No, it is he is not a wrestle boy. Ah. Oh. Damn. He is not, Though it sounds like he would be perfect in the AEW lineup.
1: Yeah, I like that character.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely we should be selling the intellectual rights to uh, G. Chad Okoro. G-A,
1: G.A. Chad Okoro. Yeah. I think Dirty Uncle would be another good wrestling uh, gimmick.
0: It's true. You could have just three different gacha dokoros and they could all none of them could be the actual one, but they would be a great uh triple threat match.
1: Um I I have a final guess. Can I take a quick one?
0: Yes, gimme give gimme give the flap.
1: All right. I think the gacha dokoro uh is a joint Japanese Israeli intelligence operation.
0: Oh, and it's, no.
1: it's it's Okoro. And okay. it translates to ceasefire, please.
0: Well, if only we were spending this week talking about how important a ceasefire is, and hopefully one a permanent one has happened by now by the time this is released. I'm probably going to try and cut around a lot of this. Really? We'll see. Listen. Ethan, Fingers crossed. <laughs> I think it's all going to depend on one Bibi Netanyahu. Uh, <laughs> So, none of those were correct. None of them were close. Oh, sorry. Uh, That's my bad news for you. Oh, God. The good news is, I have a great way to explain it to you, and that is narrative fiction.
1: I love narrative fiction. I know the audience does, too.
0: And this features the return of one of your personal favorite narrative fiction characters. Yes, get ready for it. No. Because it's story time.
1: It's story time. Story time, it's story time with Uncle Monster.
0: Story time!
1: Story time, it's story time, it's story time with Uncle Monster. Story Story time!
0: time. Just like old times, eh, Bark? He yells (laughs) before unloading a volley of laser blasts. (laughs) You leap for cover in a roadside ditch as laser fire sears the trees around you. The eggheads from the year 3000 would have to send some technicians back to patch up these trees in case any of them are important to the timeline. That's the kind of thing you have to worry about when you're Bark Hammersmith, the world's toughest time traveler. The only man who could compete with you for that title it's the same man currently blasting laser beams all across this medieval Japanese countryside. <laughs> this ain't like old times, Montoya. Back in the day, you'd be shooting at the bad guys. Not one of your own! You crawl around to the south, uh, hoping to outflank him as you hear Montoya load another clip of plasma rounds into his laser blaster. You're only allowed historically accurate weapons, though Montoya is under no such obligation. Still, if you close the distance, a nunchuck will stop a man just as good as a laser. (laughs) Just as you're about to close in on Montoya and put this mad dog down for good, you hear footsteps running 100 feet up the road. You thought you could catch me in a Budapest Maneuver Bark? (laughs) I got you the Budapest Maneuver! (laughs) Oh well! Better luck next time! (laughs) (laughs) You look at your feet and see a small metal sphere with lights blinking out in sequence. Thinking quick, you toss it up and, with a whap, uh, the grenade explodes in the sky in a sphere of green flame. You brush yourself off and start trotting down the country road after your old friend slash new enemy. You've chased him from revolutionary Russia to Triassic Pangea. <laughs> from the plasma ball coliseums of Vegas 2428 to George Washington's wedding. From the beginning of time to here, now, 10th century Japan. He still needs another three hours for his chrono belt to recharge before he can make another jump. In the distance, down the road Montoya was running, was a dilapidated manor house. He'd find a defensive position and hold up there to wait (laughs) out the clock. Hurry up and wait, that's the life of a time traveler, he'd always say classic Montoya. You'd soon reach the abandoned manor house. The full moon illuminates the property as brightly as a noonday sun. You walk through a cobweb-strewn foyer to an open courtyard. The topiary has grown wild, unattended, and you see a koi floating belly up in a pond. Suddenly, You feel the barrel of a laser blaster placed against the back of your skull. All my life I've searched for a worthy adversary, Montoya says. I thought I could find one in the chrono criminals we used to hunt down together. I should have known to find my equal, I'd have to look amongst my fellow time legionnaires. (laughs) You ain't no legionnaire, Montoya. Ever since you killed the chief and skipped out on primetime, you just became another time crimer. <laughs> You're a rabid dog, Mondoya, and you need to be put down. And who's going to do it, Bark? Not you. Not today. Now, get on the ground. You slowly kneel down to the gravel, scanning your surroundings for a way to turn the tide. Just tell me why, Montoya, you ask. What makes a legionnaire turn bad? Why? (laughs) He laughs. Let's just say I got tired of solving other people's problems. Let's just say I needed a little me time. Goodbye, Bark! Just as you're about to have your skull laserized, a sliding screen door opens on the far side of the courtyard. Standing in the doorway is a Japanese woman, beautiful but disheveled. Who are you? She yells. More of the emperor's thugs? Well, you shall meet the same fate as the last fools he sent to my home. She pulls an old scroll from the sleeve of her moth-eaten kimono. Unfurling it, She begins to chant in a language your translation implant does not recognize. Mm -hmm. You feel Montoya pull the laser away from the back of your skull, and aim it at the woman. Big mistake. You grab his wrist with both hands and yank it downwards with your considerable strength, and his forearm snaps against your rock-hard shoulder. You somersault and grab the laser blaster off the ground, then rise to your feet. Aiming it at Montoya, all in one fluid motion. Montoya holds his broken forearm and looks on you with hate filled eyes. The courtyard is completely quiet, saves for the woman's mysterious chanting. This too quickly ends. Now you men shall see! Now you will see! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Her laughs fade away as she disappears into the shadowy interior of the manor house. You and Montoya look at each other for a moment. And you remember the times you spent in the trenches together. Gotcha. 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 What was that? Montoya asks. Don't give me that, Montoya. On your feet, you say. Then, appearing from nowhere, emerging as if from the very moonlight itself, appears a 30-foot-tall human skeleton. <laughs> a series of somersaults create some distance between you and the bony menace, but Montoya is caught flat-footed. The giant skeleton grabs Montoya and lifts him into the air. Back! He yells. You instantly open fire on the skeleton, but the laser blasts bounce off harmlessly. The skeleton lifts Montoya above its giant, gaping maw before lowering him upside down and biting his head clean off. It squeezes the blood out of Montoya's neck hole like he was a 20th century Capri Sun juice drink. (laughs) The blood squirts through the skeleton's mouth, spraying all over its ribcage and splattering on the ground. With a sigh, you press home on your chrono belt. You say to no one in particular, Well, I guess it was just his time. The time that you, Bark Hammersmith, met the Gasha Dokuro.
1: Amazing.
0: That is, thank you. That is the Gasha Dokuro in a nutshell.
1: It is a. It is a 30-foot-tall dancing skeleton. Uh,
0: it. Uh, I don't know where you got dancing.
1: I wanted yeah. to dance, I guess.
0: You're thinking of the classic Disney uh, cartoon where he plays his uh, ribs like a xylophone.
1: Oh, my God. You're right. That's what's in my head. But that, but 30 feet tall.
0: Yeah, I can only do that the once. I gotta exit out right now.
1: Yeah. Oh my god, that was that was awful. <laughs>
0: that was the, that's the inside of your brain.
1: <laughs> oh, that was awful to hear through my earphones. That <laughs> <It> was so <laughs> Horrible.
0: <laughs> so, the Gashadokuro right. is indeed a thirty-foot-tall skeleton uh, made by magically combining the bones of dead skeletons. Uh, who are uh, either dead soldiers or victims of famine. May I and interrupt
1: is- real quick? Real qu- I'm very sorry. Um, you said combining the bones of dead skeletons.
0: Yeah, um, the skeletons are by default dead in this situation. That not wasn't, out no, I wasn't
1: going to ask if the skeletons were dead, but thank you.
0: Okay.
1: Um, thank you for clearing that up. Could it be different bones from different skeletons? Or are these all, it has to be all one skeleton?
0: No, this is many skeletons.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Com- all combined, I got it. okay. Yes. Understood.
0: And and in some tellings of the story, it appears to like they don't become like a giant skull. It's like a skull made of skulls and a rib cage made of like bo- each bone is made of a bunch of ribs.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So there there are different versions of the Gashadokuro, but I figured that just the giant skeleton one was just so iconic and like identifiable as like hell yes giant skeleton that fucks shit up i love it (laughs) uh it is uh, fueled by hate for the living uh uh, you made uh, that up no no that's it is fueled by it hates the living because the bodies were not properly buried because there were soldiers that died and were left on the battlefield or villages where everyone had died of famine and just died in their homes and there was no one to bury them
1: Oh, they're so angry.
0: They're so angry at the living that, uh, and that anger is an important uh, necessary ingredient for uh, the creation of Agashodokuro. They can either be created just sort of spontaneously uh, by this hatred, or <laughs> they can be created by uh, Shinto priests.
1: I love, name another thing that's created instantly by pure hatred.
0: Um homeowners associations
1: <laughs> that was really good.
0: Thank you. Oh a
1: curse from the grudge.
0: yes, yes, a curse from the grudge or a curse from my mouth always created spontaneously and through hatred. I try not to cuss too much. <laughs> Ethan, do you have any facts for me this week?
1: Oh, we have Layla presents bony facts
0: of presents Bony,
1: Bony Facts.
2: Number one, the hyoid's connected to the nothing.
1: The only bone in the human body not connected to another is the hyoid, a V shaped bone located at the base of the tongue.
0: Mm. Yeah, important for uh, talking.
1: Yeah, big, yeah, I like that. Bone.
0: Why did you go with Bony Facts this week?
1: Oh, I looked up what Dokoro meant. After I, we, like, just as, I I did the facts this morning, so I wasn't going to learn anything. Fair enough. I just saw bone, and I was like, that helps, or something like that.
0: Yeah, no, legit, legit, I'll allow it.
1: Thank you, I appreciate, I wouldn't, I would never.
2: Number two. How many bones is a human born with, Shibble?
0: Uh, one. (laughs) (laughs) Technically correct.
1: I just realized you're correct.
0: I mean, not born.
1: No, but it. at one point, there is one bone.
0: Yeah, probably, you got to start somewhere.
1: Uh, you're born with about 300 bones. Woo, B- I was off. But, yeah, but many of them fuse, so you end up only with the 206 as an adult.
0: And I lose some teeth, too.
1: Oh, those individual bones?
0: Yeah, I would say... T- Teeth are individual bones. I'd count them as individual bones.
1: So why do we say 206 when so many people are missing teeth? Like, it's so variable.
0: Yeah, maybe they mean this is an average, or maybe this is what it is if you don't lose any teeth. The
1: Ubermensch have yeah, 206. If, you, if
0: you're like me and you just have fantastic teeth.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I have really nice teeth, but I, I need to brush more.
0: The last time I went to the dentist, which was the first time that I've been to the dentist in 15 years, the dental dentist said my teeth were, quote, very... Very clean with two varies.
2: Number three, without your hands and feet, you'd only have about a hundred bones.
1: Because fifty-one percent of your bones are in your hands and feet—twenty-seven bones per hand and wrist, twenty-six bones per
0: foot—that is a lot of bones. I I understand the hands. I wish there were fewer in the bones. We need to simp- in the feet. We need to simplify the feet situation.
1: And they break really easily too. Those yeah. bones in the feet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that it's important that our feet are flexible because that's a big part of how we're able to stand and walk, but it just seems like there could be a better situation.
1: Squint and focus really hard and and go evolve and see what happens. Okay. (laughs) Evolve. Anything?
0: They still look the same. I'll have to get an x-ray to be sure.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, how would you know? (laughs) We just witnessed something amazing, maybe.
0: Tune in, listeners. Subscribers to the Patreon will get to see my feet x-rays.
1: <laughs> uh, and subscribers to, to his only Fan will get to see just pictures of his feet.
0: Yeah, either way, I come up <laughs> on top. Now, the Dokoro. <laughs> you hinted at the, the title, uh, the name. Dokoro does mean uh, either skeleton or skull. And uh, it's also called the Odokoro, which means big skull. <laughs> uh, but the gasha is that remember that from the story the sound that I was making Gachi. Gotcha. Gotcha. yeah right that's the sound of its like rattling bones so it's like oh. an onomatopoeia it was like if a, a best english translation would be like clickety clackety skull
1: right Un- uh, understood i had you in onomatopoeia
0: and, <laughs> yeah well if, you know just, I did just want to say clickety clackety skull.
1: I know, I know exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a fun listeners. If you're uh, in your car or anywhere right now, just say clickety clackety skull.
1: Hold on, clickety clackety skull. Oh, oh, isn't that? Oh, you know what it is? Bibbidi bobbidi. It's the Disney
0: thing. Yeah, it's got a great rhythm to it. Yeah. Uh, now, the Gashodokoro also fun to say if you haven't said out loud gasha Dokuro" yet i recommend it uh it's unable to be killed because <laughs> it's already dead uh it can also turn invisible oh stop it, yes that's how it was able to emerge suddenly from the moonlight in the story it was uh. previously invisible uh it is said to bite people's heads off and crush their bodies in its giant hands uh, it will also uh, rip people's uh, heads off and then try to pour their blood down its throat. But it doesn't have a throat, so it just ends up pouring the blood all over itself in the ground.
1: Oh, it's such an animal. It is so. I love this monster. And by the way, yeah, what were the two things? Short. Bite the head off and crush. Okay, what would you rather die from? A 30 foot tall skeleton squeezing you to death in its palm or biting your head off?
0: Biting my head off seems like it would go a lot faster.
1: Yeah, because you don't know how. how... You know, he could really drag it out, you know, squeezing.
0: Yeah, the the whole time I'd be like, (laughs) that was my other one for this week.
1: I like that. That that was a lot punchier. Yeah, (laughs) a little punchier, yeah. Uh,
0: So uh, while it stalks its prey, uh, even if it is invisible, you can still it's coming by the distinctive sound that it makes, which is that gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Clickety-clackety-skull.
0: And it's also said to cause, uh, tinnitus.
1: Oh, ringing in the ears.
0: Yes. And of course the, the big problem uh, that you have is like, you hear that gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And that just sounds like, like a normal skull. And you're thinking of, like, you're dealing with like a normal skeleton.
1: <laughs> is that what I you know. think? When you hear gotcha, 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 <laughs> like before today, you were like, oh, I'm just dealing with a normal skeleton.
0: That's that's just a normal skeleton walking around. It's <laughs> certainly not a size that is concerning to me. <laughs> Uh, But no, it turns out that you really should be concerned by the size, very much so. (laughs) Now, before we get uh, to the next portion of my research, which is uh, the history of the Dokoro.
1: Oh, exciting.
0: It is time, of course, for the hot new segment of the season. (laughs) Come and date, Ethan. Ethan, in our last episode, you're catching us up on your dog-owning neighbor. And I wanted to... Oh. I'm sure listeners want to know any update. They're waiting with bated breath.
1: It's taken what, a bad... It's taken a bad turn.
0: Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. What's the bad turn?
1: Uh, it's a double whammy.
0: Okay, give me the give me the whammy number one.
1: I didn't save her number. <laughs> <laughs> Quick fingers, Fred Norris.
0: And number two,
1: I, that, I mean that's bad enough. But then um, I haven't, I haven't uh, happened upon her outside, so I still, I don't have that phone number.
0: Okay, so she, she gave you her number, yeah, and
1: and I typed it in,
0: and you typed it in, but you didn't press save. You just, you just like went to dial it.
1: I, I typed it in under Wonder Woman. No, I'm just joking. I just. <laughs>
0: Yeah, what was was her name diane
1: diane prince oh the dog is prince
0: the dog is prince
1: yeah thank you for bringing that up otherwise it would have sounded really weird if i was just like i was gonna say her name under wonder woman
0: (laughs) that would have been a bit odd thank you Uh, so all right so what then then what's the plan what was the time what time did she seems like the kind of woman that keeps a schedule
1: yeah here's the problem yeah well she i can't say what she does she's in beauty okay Um, for a job. Okay. And it's not microblading, which I know about. Um, but she gets up, I would have to, okay, here's the problem. And I've already thought about this. If I want to see her before, um, before like every day's a chance, even when I have the dog with me, the dog who I have, you know, joint uh, custody of. Um, so There's like a 25% chance I'll see her with the dog. Without the dog, what do I do? I was going to go pretend I was like taking a walk at like 7.45. This sounds so stalky.
0: Yeah, I mean, instead what you could do is just get in the habit of taking a walk in the morning. It probably would do you some good. No, that's what, that wasn't nice. No, you you keep on saying, "Oh, I need." No, no, to I'm today. just joking. If no one, if no one knew the
1: history, that would have sounded so, like such fat shaming. <laughs> no,
0: no, no. This is. I'm just thinking. I think. I think it would be a good quality of life improvement for you. I, anyway, I agree.
1: You I agree. Not, to not on out. topic, but I agree. I maybe that I. I was thinking maybe that would uh, get me up and out of bed to take a walk.
0: Yeah, get a little fresh air. You can drink your coffee out on the walk. Who drinks
1: coffee while exercising?
0: No, you're not, like, power walking. You're just taking... I was going to really go at it. Okay, well, if you really want to go out, Oh, I wasn't
1: really... I wasn't going out to stalk and then walk. I was going out to, like, do exercise and also hope I saw her.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, just like a morning stroll is also exercise. It doesn't have to be, like, I got out my sweatbands... And I'm in my basketball shorts. Like, no, I just put underwear. on I
1: had a hoodie and sweatpants and I was just gonna take a little jog.
0: Yeah, go take a little jog. It's good for
1: you. We're off topic, I believe.
0: <laughs> no, and 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 who knows? No, I mean I think it will help you build your confidence, which I think is all tying back in.
1: I'm feeling I'm feeling more confident.
0: Good. I'm glad to hear that.
1: Yeah, I I'm I'm feeling um I, I, I'm feeling pretty like a young Ali, and uh, I'm ready to, to mingle.
0: All right, glad to hear it, listeners. We will keep you posted. The saga continues. Wu Tang, Wu Tang.
1: I really uh, wish you were. You should be a dating coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get you psyched. The positive attitude is going to be your best friend in this situation.
1: I, I have a. You're right. I agree with you 100. I'm with you.
0: So. You want to hear about the history of the Dokoro.
1: Tell me about this giant effing skeleton.
0: It's so big, dude.
1: It's 30 feet.
0: And it's invulnerable. This is going to be a beast come fight night.
1: Not to Shack, but...
0: Well, we'll get to it. So, uh, the, uh, oldest documented appearance dates back to, uh, the 900s in Japan. 10th century Japan. Uh... There was a samurai slash nobleman in eastern Japan named Taira no Masakado, and he is famous today for being the first person to ever lead a rebellion against the central government in Kyoto. He was this famous historical rebel.
1: He was a traitor.
0: Well, it depends on how you look at it, right?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling a little. I'm feeling a little em- empirical.
0: Yeah, I guess you're going to be on the side of the empire. <laughs>
1: When I watch Star Wars, I root for Darth Vader also.
0: Yeah, well, that's cuz he's the best character, except for Jabba the Hutt.
1: <laughs> that's true. Now, uh
0: the reason uh, for Masakato's uprising are kind of lost to history. Uh to some <laughs> extent, it might have been related to being passed up for promotion in like the the government.
1: He's a real Che Guevara. Is- <laughs> uh
0: he also it might have been over a woman, some say. <laughs> <laughs> or it might have had to do with some land that he was supposed to uh, inherit.
1: Oh, well, that's serious. That's a property crime. We take that very seriously.
0: Or it might be that he was attacked by uh, some senior government officials, family members for some reason. But something sent him off. For some reason, he ended up leading a rebellion against the central government. Uh, it was not maybe, as much... it's,
1: maybe it's that um, he wasn't afraid of the emperor, but the emperor was afraid of my father. What's that from?
0: That is from Samurai Executioner and from the Jizz's classic track, Liquid Swords.
1: I love you. You're amazing. Go ahead. Uh,
0: now, that is, uh, he was actually not so much against the emperor, though, interestingly. He was more against the government that, like, worked for the emperor, pretty much.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: Like, the the sort of day-to-day guys. Now, on the eve of his revolution, it was said that a swarm of butterflies appeared in Kyoto. as a a sign of things to come eventually the central government got tired of him like he would do different stuff he got apologized and he got sent to jail for a little while and then he got out of jail and started another revolution where he actually claimed (laughs) a couple of territories and declared himself the new emperor that's why you
1: have to execute revolutionaries because they just do it again
0: it's true. He he did come back and he did go even harder. Don't execute me, though, if I'm ever a revolutionary. I, and I eventually, uh, eventually, the central, central government got tired of this. So they put a, a bounty on his head. <laughs> so now there's a bounty on his head. In the year 940, a pair of samurai did eventually, in fact, behead him. Uh, they were Tyra no Satomori who was Masakato's cousin who wanted revenge for killing uh, Masakato's uncle Satomori's father. And he was accompanied by uh, Fujiwara no Hede Sato, who was famous for single-handedly killing a centipede the size of a subway train. (laughs) So that's
1: pretty cool. I think between the two, Fujiwara's the liar.
0: Well, I mean, who am I to say? If I had to put money on it. we'll decide that when we do the episode about the subway-sized centipedes.
1: That's that's true. I, I take it back.
0: Uh you know, we we report you decide listeners. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Uh they eventually brought his decapitated head to Kyoto. <laughs> uh where but a really, uh, after a little while it was moved and it was eventually interred at a fishing village called Shibasaki which became part of Tokyo. And like Tokyo expanded out and subsumed it uh and but you could still visit this shrine at his grave in the Otomachi neighborhood near tokyo bay
1: so wait we could go there to the where his head lies yes i want to i want to know for sure the head's there before i schedule that kind of trip
0: well that's i mean i think you'd be wanting to go into japan in general and then that would just be one thing that you'd be doing on one day. I wouldn't want to base the whole trip just around going to see the shrine of um, Masakato, the famous rebel
1: rebel well we're we're press, technically because of the uh, podcast, correct. So we could actually demand to see the skull. Uh,
0: I mean, we could demand. I don't know if our demands would be uh, acquiesced to. <laughs>
1: I wonder what they would do. They'd be so dig angry. up
0: his skull. We have a podcast.
1: <laughs> we would have badges that said podcast. This is
0: America, damn it! I don't care if it's Japan. <laughs> now, the reason the head was moved down to Shibazaki, that was because of Masakado's daughter, Takiyasha Hime. Takayasha was a powerful Shinto sorceress. And using an ancient scroll, uh, she summoned the Gashadokuro, And it ravaged Kyoto for weeks. Just a skeleton tearing ass up and down the capital of Japan, destroying everything. For, for we- weeks. 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 It was going hard. Uh, until the central government finally agreed and moved Masakado's head out of to- Kyoto and gave it a respectful burial. After that, Takayasha lived in her family's now decrepit country manor. Anyone that ever came around, like occasionally government officials or maybe some neighborhood kids, uh, would be killed by the Gasha Dokoro.
1: It, and that was
0: the woman in the story.
1: I, I no, I, I the one I, I thought she was saying gotcha in the story, but now I know that's the rattle of the of uh, B- the Gasha Dokuro.
0: And so... What was her uh, voice in the story? <laughs> oh, that's
1: right. That's right. I like that.
0: Now, in uh, the year 1844, an Ukiyo print called Takeyasha the Witch and the Skeleton Spector, uh was created by Utagawa Kuniyoshi. And uh listeners, if you uh Google Gashadokoro, you can find it. I'm sending in the chat Ethan a link. Take a look at this sick ass print.
1: Yo, I why don't we just have that made? That I would is, love to have that on my wall.
0: Yeah, that is sick as hell. Describe it for the listeners, Ethan.
1: Okay. Uh it is uh I, I believe it's silk panel. Am I wrong?
0: Uh now this is uh this is a woodblock print this wood is a um, woodblock uh, print,
1: print uh but it's in three sections yeah, true. uh brightly colored in the first section is the woman from the story uh with her scroll and she's entering a japanese house and uh, better take her shoes off and then there's yeah. two gentlemen on the rug uh those must be people who are in trouble with the lady or who maybe who buried the guy's head in the wrong place. And then leaning over and staring directly in the face of the hysterically frightened man on the floor is a 30 foot tall skeleton that is not happy.
0: Yeah. These guys are in deep shit. And the third panel is just more skeleton.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's someone skeleton that it's just the the it middle of really the. It really gives it a less. sense
0: of scale to dedicate an entire panel just to the rib cage of the skeleton. It's a fantastic choice.
1: Wonder who uh, owns that.
0: Uh, I believe it is in a museum in Hawaii. This <laughs> the specific. It is in the Honolulu Museum of Art. Now. Uh,
1: I want it.
0: The Gashadokuro uh, are also said to uh, occur on their own near mass graves uh, <laughs> where they will stalk the countryside, invisibly lurking for lone travelers to try and drink their blood. Uh, there's no Ger- real Germany
1: must have a lot of this.
0: Yes, probably. Uh, there's no real means uh, to fight them, uh, though Shinto talismans are said to be effective against warning them off or slowing them down.
1: I don't believe that.
0: I mean, just it shows that they are vulnerable. They, they can be created by magic. They're magical beings. So they have vulnerability to magic. I think is what that, Oh means. no, I
1: think yeah. that, yeah, that's definitely the, but I, I feel like if all you had was the talisman around your neck, it would be the same as like, if I was really possessed and like coming at you and you held up a cross, like I wouldn't care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like I said, at best you could hope or the demon inside
1: me down. wouldn't care. I should specify.
0: Yes. Obviously, you'd have a very powerful demon inside of you.
1: Yes, I, <laughs> of course. Uh,
0: now, uh, a little bit from the Dokoro in pop culture.
1: Huh?
0: Uh, you can see the uh, Dokoro in the classic studio Ghibli film Poco. You ever seen that one? I know one? studio.
1: Uh, isn't it Ghibli or it's Ghibli? I've heard it.
0: I've heard it pronounced either way. I'm not sure which is correct. I'll they
1: promise. do Princess Mononoke.
0: Yes, they did Princess Mononoke. And they Gigi's did My Delivery Neighbor. Service kiki's delivery service yes yeah look
1: at me i'm a real manga anime guy
0: well they also did you'd like this one you should check out pom poco it's about uh uh tanuki raccoon dogs and they all have giant ball sacks <laughs>
1: i guess it's better than spirited away
0: spirit i mean i think you'd like it better than spirited away I of think course you genuinely enjoy pom poco
1: it's got huge balls i'll love it
0: yeah it uh, also uh, appeared in uh, lots of video games. Obviously, you're going to find that in lots of your Castlevania's, your Dark Souls, your Elden Rings. Now, obviously, you were going to claim just anytime there's a giant skeleton, it's I a Gasha Yeah, But would we really have giant skeletons if it weren't for the Gashadokuro? I mean, we don't see giant zombies nearly as often as we see giant skeletons.
1: No, but how about this? There are giants and their I mean, skeletons are automatically dokoro, or no?
0: No, no, that that would be a different thing.
1: Like if George Murazan died or if he is dead, I don't know if he's dead. Um like it, his skeleton was animated, reanimated, or I guess the skeleton was never animated by itself. Uh, would that be a gacha dokoro or would that just be a big, weird skeleton?
0: I think that's way too short to be a gacha dokoro. Remember, these bad boys are 30 feet tall.
1: He might not be done growing. He has some kind of a glandular issue.
0: Well, then maybe maybe someday, but okay. he's not there yet.
1: <laughs> Something to strive for.
0: Now, Ethan, do you have any more Layla presents bony,
3: bony Fats.
0: Fats.
2: Number four. Your leg is strong as hell.
1: The strongest bone in your body is in your thigh. It is the long bone called the femur. And Mm. it can resist forces. I think it's the longest bone in the body, isn't it? I think so. And it can resist forces as much as 2,500 pounds.
0: Damn, that's a lot of
2: pounds. Number five. Vertebrates are a vocal minority.
1: Humans and other animals, birds, reptiles, amphibians, and fish are called vertebrates, because we all have a backbone and an internal skeleton. Vertebrates account for only 2% of all living things on Earth. Insects, arachnids, and mollusks far outnumber vertebrates. We are a minority.
0: It's true, but a very vocal minority.
1: Yeah, one of the more vocal a minorities you can classic find. Classic
0: human behavior, a vocal minority ruining everything for everyone.
1: It, it, it's, it's a great example of the perils of minority rule.
2: Yes. Number six. Bones are strong, but not as powerful as a smile. <laughs> I can tell.
1: Bones are strong, but tooth enamel is the strongest and hardest substance in the human body. I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, knew that. I
0: mean, second hardest in my case, am I right? <laughs> Aside from your big cock. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, your penis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about my turgid dong.
1: Ha! Yeah, it's turgid.
0: Boy, that's crazy. It crazy. is. Crazy. But, uh, you know what else is crazy is the gotcha dokoro. Yeah. It's crazy to me, but can it love? Werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. So romantic. And this might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it love? <laughs> Ethan can this 30-foot tall skeleton fueled by hate be fueled by love?
1: Um, I was I was trying to think of a creative way to go about saying it was fueled by love. Without going into like some negative void of hate becoming love circularly, so um, I couldn't do that. And the answer is no. It is fueled by hatred. It's like it's a thirty foot tall skeleton that is known for two things: biting heads off and crushing things in its hand. There's no love there. That's in fact that's that's a level of anger and fury that I don't think we encounter very often dealing with these cryptids. I mean, like. A squonk isn't, you know, like, it, yeah. what's it going to do, bite you? It won't even bite you.
0: No, it's too sad.
1: And those pants that walk around.
0: Yeah, then the Fresno is not going to be doing this.
1: Yeah, I mean, this it's thing is huge and deadly, and it's so full of, it's. if it was a movie, it would be The Fury.
0: Yeah, it is, it is an angry, angry dude. And I don't think with that kind of anger in your heart, if it even has a heart, if I can say that, I don't, I don't like to talk like that about monsters. You listeners know that. But if I can even say it has a heart, I think it's too angry to love right now. But that being said, what would your dream date be with a Gasha Dokoro?
1: Do you think it's been hurt and that's why it's angry? Yes. Yeah. So to be hurt and have that depth of feeling, shouldn't you also be able to feel the opposite in love?
0: Yes, but that was a long time ago. People can break. You know,
1: that's true. Okay. I take it back
0: as it stands right now. I'm not, I don't want to say it could never, never love.
1: Right. I could teach it love.
0: Okay. So that's what you're doing on your first date. Teaching it love.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get a blackboard out and I'm going to teach it love and I'm going to show it the movie, um, the notebook with the the guy and the lady with Alzheimer's and he's like, here's the story. And she's like, who are you? And then I cry. I cry so much at that movie. Yes,
0: that's a very sad feature length film for sure. Yeah,
1: it's one of the saddest major studio films I've ever seen.
0: Okay, I instead will obviously take my date, the 30 foot tall, heat filled <laughs> skeleton. Is it a
1: male to- or female skeleton?
0: Well, you know, archaeologists will be able to tell. <laughs> I yeah, who can say? But let's say I'll be taking a lady skeleton out. That's part of what I'm looking for in a skeleton right now, at <laughs> least as I sit. Right. Uh, so yeah, me and the skeleton are obviously going to go ice skating.
1: Oh, that's cute.
0: Yeah, I think that'd be fun. We get some hot cocoa that they can pour down their throat all into their bones on the ground, (laughs) and uh, yeah, just have a nice time. Enjoy the season.
1: It's not going to get any bruises or scratches from falling. I mean, no, no.
0: no. And uh, but maybe I'll end up with some bruises and scratches when I find out if this skeleton can fuck.
3: That
0: sounds
1: crazy, but can the fuck? <laughs> oh, can, can this uh, 30-foot-tall skeleton fuck? I think... No. Oh, well, in what sense?
0: In however you choose to define it.
1: I don't think it can have intercourse. I don't think it has fleshy genitals, like, you know, big tubes of steak meat.
0: Could it pay you Oh, I'm sorry? Could it jack you off?
1: that i don't think it would here's what i think i think it's capable of sexual violence because it's 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 i don't think it would engage in anything pleasant this is a hate-filled being this is like one of the worst cryptids we've faced
0: well one thing i'll say about it is that it certainly knows how to bone
1: Did you have that in your pocket or no?
0: No, no. I didn't even have it fully formed when I was saying it. Oh, good. Because I was was split between bone and boner.
1: (laughs) Either works.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, split decision on that one. So I guess that just means it's fight night.
1: Fight We have Fight Night in this corner. We have the Japanese Gachadokoro versus six foot eleven plus two prime Shaquille O'Neal clocking in at three hundred and fifty-seven pounds.
0: Damn that is a big dude. And so lithe. But this Skellington. Is first of all canonically invulnerable. That's a big advantage.
1: Do we have to remove the the shield of invulnerability for fight night? I think
0: for invulnerability we have to allow submission. Okay, it doesn't have to be to the death. Good. If 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 so, how many shacks that brings us to? How many shacks it would take to overpower Agasha Dokoro.
1: How long is the arm of a thirty foot tall Skellington?
0: I'm gonna say. At least uh, 12 feet.
1: 12 feet. Six Shaquille O'Neal's to form an Americana or Kimura, if you will, around one of the Skellington's arms and to torque it and break it. Okay. At which point the Skellington will submit.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to say you're going to need... Alright, they're strong dudes. They're gonna be able to. Yeah. I'm gonna say you could do it with nine. Nine. Nine final answer. Nine. That's fair.
1: I do that. Gonna,
0: they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get him to the ground. They're gonna hope that he's you know, I normally picture giant skeletons to be moving a little bit slowly. Yeah, Maybe. yeah. They always picture giants things to be moving a little bit slowly. They do. So yeah, I think the speed advantage there will help the Shacks uh, get him off his feet, and once they're on the ground, I think that'll be enough to hold him down.
1: I'm gonna beat up a skeleton.
0: Well, you better bring eight of your best Shack friends.
1: I have I have plenty of Shack friends to beat the skeleton.
0: That that must be the best part of being Shack is having all these great Shack friends.
1: You know what? I was going to do it the easy way, but instead we're going to do it the Penny Harder way.
0: (laughs) No? Hang on, I'm scrolling over. (laughs) Fight number two.
1: Number two, we have the Dokuro versus (laughs) Cannonball Lecter, swimming cannibal psychiatrist.
0: Okay. Cannonball Lecter i like it uh i'm gonna have to put uh you know i don't think hannibal Lecter. if if cannonball is as intelligent as hannibal
1: he is and he can swim really well
0: but he's also just a fantastic swimmer so he's got great cardio i don't want to take that away from him right uh but i just don't think he's gonna have uh the sheer power or magical knowledge you're gonna need, to need at least one to take down a what
1: about his psychology
0: I, I you know I the thing is just filled with pure hate. I don't know if it's in a place where it's ready to form uh that sort of r- relationship, the bond that you need to have uh true progress made in therapy.
1: My ex was full of hate and I bet I could have gaslit her if I tried.
0: Oh you oh you think he's just going to trick the Yeah, Yeah,
1: like make him kill himself.
0: Well, no. Hello, Gacha Dokoro.
2: Gacha, Gacha, Gacha.
0: Yeah, no, I'm sticking with it. I'm saying the Gacha Dokoro.
1: And my mind's palace, I've defeated the Gacha Number three, we have the Gacha versus the nun. And I know you haven't seen this movie, so this is uh, a demon named Valak who chooses the guise of a nun to test your faith.
0: Okay, well, I feel like uh, the the Gashidokuro, vulnerable to magic, so that's Uh in play here. I don't know much about faith. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that that's not going to come into play, the test of faith. I think that's not applicable in this situation. So I'm going to put this one... On the Gacha Dokoro. he's just so big and bad.
1: Interesting choice. I like that. Over the Nun, we have number four: the Gacha Dokoro versus the the Shakuza, a vicious Japanese gang of Shack lookalikes.
0: Okay, they just look like Shaq.
1: but they're but they're uh, Japanese.
0: Okay, uh, they probably aren't quite making it to the seven foot one.
1: No, they are all seven foot one.
0: Okay, so they're all really good lookalikes.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, they look just like him but Asian.
0: How many of them were there?
1: Just however many the Shakuza would say. Well, if there's 9
0: is. of them, then I'd say they have a fair shot.
1: That's a good one. Uh we have the Gachadokuro versus the Gooch.
0: The Gooch. I don't know who that is.
1: Oh my god, it was the bully on um the show with Arnold, Different Strokes.
0: Oh, Different Strokes.
1: He was never yeah. on camera, but he was, like, really bad. Like, he was very mean.
0: Well, I mean, he's about to run in somebody that's a little bit bigger and a little <laughs> bit badder. I'm going to guess somewhere around 25 feet bigger.
1: We've got the dokoro versus Switchblade Kindergarten, whatever that means to you.
0: Okay. So that is going to be a class of about 18 five-year-olds armed with Switchblades. <laughs> No, he's going to sweep them up. He's going to start popping them like they're fucking uh, munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. No problem. He's got uh,
1: That's a good point. Uh, the Gachadokuro versus us after dying and being buried by Judd in the Pet cemetery.
0: Okay. So we're also uh, undead. Right. Hmm. No. no, no. He's just got us on power. He's got us on reach. I know you don't think Reach is a big thing, but he really is 30 feet tall. That's that is, <laughs> that's a little bit different.
1: It's different, yeah. Uh,
0: so, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with the dokoro. He's a tough boy.
1: Last but not least, we have, this is a good one, the dokoro versus Christine and Carrie. Okay. Carrie driving Christine.
0: Okay. All right, we've got some psychic powers. Psychic powers and magic powers, different but related. Mm -hmm. And we've got a car that was just born evil.
1: (laughs) Like the Gotcha Tokuro.
0: And is able to uh, regenerate itself. True. I think that is a distinct advantage. So, yeah, I'm going to see between Carrie and Christine, they've got it.
1: I think you're absolutely right.
0: Finally, a victory for feminism. Finally,
1: <laughs> you got the vote, and you got that one. Yeah, Good job, you're ladies. welcome.
0: From yeah. Uncle musters. Give us abortion.
1: Give us abortion back while you're at it. Um now, <laughs> that was fight night. Do you have any more?
3: Lila presents Facts.
2: Number seven. The body has two distinct types of bone.
1: Okay. We may think of bone is a hard, dense material, but only one type of bone is like this. This hard bone is called cortical bone. Cortical mm. bones are primarily structural. The second type, trabecular bone, is soft. Not, <laughs> it sounds like Alex Trabec. Tra- yeah, it's the same. Trabecular bone is soft and spongy. Mm. It's often found inside large bones and in your pelvis, ribs, and skull. It's still very protective, but it's nowhere near as hard as the other one.
0: Okay, that's a little bit more for cushioning. Right. That's the softer core, like anybody who's watched Forged in Fire. (laughs) You want to have that soft spine and that hard blade. That's how you have a durable knife. Number eight.
2: The smallest bone in your body is in your ear.
0: Mm. The
1: stapes, or, uh, yeah, it can't be stapes. (laughs) The stapes, a bone in your inner ear, is the smallest of all your bones. This bone is also sometimes called the stirrup because of its Y shape. Together yeah. with the anvil and hammer bones, this tapis helps translate sounds you hear into waves that your brain can understand.
0: The second smallest bone on Ethan's body is in his pants, am I right? My uh, penis!
1: <laughs> he meant my penis is small.
0: <laughs> that's
1: what I meant. You got me, and it's true. Yeah. Uh, That was for me, not for the joke.
0: (laughs) Yep.
2: Number nine. Most people have 12 ribs, but some freaks have
1: 13. Uh, A 13th rib is very rare. Only 1% of people are born with one. In most people, this extra rib, called a cervical rib, can cause medical issues like neck pain. For that reason, people born with this extra rib often have it removed.
0: And S their own D. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I knew that was coming. Marilyn Manson reference. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Listen, Ethan, I can tell you're afraid of the guy I'm, you don't
1: I'm freaked out. I mean, you can tell I'm pale white.
0: I mean, just a giant evil beast. Mm. You, should I tell you? Should I tell you, Israel?
1: You know what? I need to know something, Shibble. If I'm mm-hmm. going to sleep tonight, yeah. if I'm going to get a wink of sleep tonight, there's just one thing you got to tell me, ships. Mm hmm. Is it real?
0: Is real?
1: Shake it, Bavaca, Hey,
0: hey! Well, tough to say. Really tough to say. We, I, the shrine to uh, Tyra No Masakato is real. The wait, what? <laughs> the shrine to the the guy that uh, oh, oh, yeah. his daughter okay summoned the the Gashidoku. that's that's all real uh but that uh depiction of his daughter summoning the uh the giant skeleton in the print right uh that was from about 900 years after that would have happened so that's not really a very authentic you well, know
1: what if it's just or- the artist's interpretation of what they imagine it to have looked like
0: no, I mean, it's possible, but it's not like it was depicting contemporary events. It's not like a newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's like...
1: not like the Gospels, which were written. Uh, yeah. Cont- oh, were, wait, no. Those written were written
0: by the living God about events that <laughs> happened in front of Now, uh, the first sort of stories of the Gashidokuro that appeared in print, from what I could tell, the my resources on this, they were sort of conflicting. They're a little bit vague. Uh, but the term gashadokuro first appeared in print in, uh, magazines in the 1960s.
1: Oh, that's the, <laughs> oh my.
0: And like stories, like horror stories written in men magazines and like shonen magazines. So yeah, could be, could be real.
1: I think it's real.
0: It's, I mean, it's sick as hell either way.
1: It's definitely real. I mean... I haven't heard any evidence. You've given no evidence to say it's not real. I noticed during that little Israel section, I noticed that you gave a couple of weak things saying it wasn't real, but no no evidence that there is no 30-foot tall skeleton. I mean, can you can you tell me that there's not?
0: I definitely can't. And I challenge any listener that's saying Oh, come on. There's no Gasha, no girl. Why don't you try going to a battlefield filled with unburied soldiers <laughs> and spend the night there? And you tell me if you get killed by a giant hate-filled skeleton. if you're so brave. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> try me. Is that the red light from Uncle Monster? <laughs>
1: how you doing uncle
3: man i'm doing pretty good i'm doing great thank you i've been trying a new conditioner
1: (laughs) i I can tell
3: (laughs) thank you i think it's doing the trick listen listen though listen
1: (laughs) i got you i'm listening yes
3: have you uh, have you ever seen a movie
1: I, I have I enjoy I enjoy that art form. I'm glad to
3: hear it because I've got uh, the next movie you you should watch. Oh, a recommendation! Tell me. You you should check out One Cut of the Dead.
1: <laughs> What's it's that?
3: A, it's a Japanese zombie movie. Oh. where the first half of the zombie movie is a single shot. It's one shot of this, and it's a zombie movie. And then the second half of the zombie movie is how they made this one shot zombie movie. It's really fun.
1: It's like a double feature.
3: It's like two movies for the price of one.
1: That's a bargain.
3: Hey!
0: Is that Uncle Monster 2? It's me, Uncle Monster 2. It's Uncle Monster 2, everybody. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Dibby? Boy, I'm hanging in there. Listen, do you have a movie recommendation for us? If you
3: think The Egyptian Boy at the Museum should be with his parents in the stars, then you should check out General Jim Lenorski's Creepazoids. A hiker becomes lost in the wilderness and comes across sexually insatiable mutant cave women who hold him captive. Sounds great, but don't take my word for it, Lavar. Don't
0: take his word for it, Lavar but listeners do take my word for it. When I suggest you check out some of our other great things that we've got going on. Uh, we've been putting up some YouTube content that you can find at, uh, uncle monster podcast. We've still got a bunch of great bonus episodes going up on the Patreon at uncle monster six. And of course you can still find us on Instagram and blue sky. You can find us there at UncleMonster6 at Instagram and UncleMonster.BSky.Social on Blue Sky. And while you've got your phone in your hand, unless you're going to go to one of those other places that I just mentioned, at the very least, what you can do is you can give us a five stars. You can subscribe. You can leave a comment. That kind of stuff really helps us out. And we do really appreciate it. And of course, anytime you just tell a buddy, hey, man, I've been listening to this great podcast lately. You should check it out. It's called Uncle Monster Spooky Time Fright Hour. I know I love it. So thank you.
1: And until next time,
0: don't don't
3: get get spooked. spooked.